Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. This is the Third and King Podcast. I am Max. You remember Tej. This is where we discuss the orange and the black, the San Francisco Giants. How are you, Tej? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing good. It's Saturday when we're recording this, Saturday evening, so I'm a little tired. So I know you've been out of town, which is one, why kind of a delay in the since the last episodes, but I expect your answer to be no, because you've been out of town. Uh, have you been following the World Baseball Classic? I have not, and I feel like a terrible baseball fan for my answer, but I'm, I can't seem to get into the World Baseball Classic. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I, I just can't seem to be invested. I'm the opposite. I've been watching a lot, not just USA either, man. It's been pretty electric. The fans and the players all are really into it. And it, it feels like we're getting playoff level excitement right now. So it's kind of fun. Tonight was a big, a big day for, for Team USA. It looks really exciting. Like you were saying, the players look like they're really into it, which is cool. Yeah, it's the first time in my life I've found myself cheering for Mookie Betts, right? Today yeah. I was a, a, <laughs> a huge Kyle Tucker fan, and Trey Turner had a, a heck of an inning, and my voice is a little hoarse because of that. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We're moving on to the next round, and I suggest you you watch it. All right. In America. All right. I'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. In the name of baseball. What else happened? Oh, today we had something special. We had Giants on TV. We did. Thank you, you Cubs. The Cubs must air all their games. This one was a Giants broadcast, though. I was watching on Marquee. Oh, well, I was watching. I got to hear John Miller. But you're right. It was. Yeah, now I'm confused. Uh, But yeah, special. Nevertheless, it was good to see the boys out there. Definitely. Uh, You did watch that one. Yeah. What do you think? I did. Uh, so I watched probably the first two or three innings, and then it was really nice day in San Diego today, so it felt like <laughs> going for a walk. So I actually then, you know, put my earbuds in, went for a walk, and threw the radio feed on. So it was actually the same audio we were getting from the TV feed that we were getting on the radio feed. So I got that same experience, which was great. Yeah, that counts. We'll count it. But yeah, I mean, there's some things to like. There's some things to still question, of course, but it's still spring training. We're just hoping everybody gets through healthy, I think, is kind of the big thing. Yeah, I thought it was, I mean, it was a good game. It's always nice to see the good guys win. Bryce Johnson, I think we'll talk about him in a bit. But man, he he's good. I like him. He's fast. He's fast. Two, I think he had two hits and three at-bats with an RBI, couple stolen bags. I think he stole second and third. Stealing, stealing in general is awesome. Stealing third is super awesome. Yeah. He's a fast man guy i'm excited to see him this season he's something like 12 for 12 on stolen base attempts this spring incredible is it the bag size is the extra the extra three inches it's got to be at least part of that it's i think he stole one today because the pitcher had already done two pickoff moves and if you do a third you can get a little more room you can you will you can pick them off but you got to get them right exactly yeah so I think it's partly that, partly the bigger base size, like you mentioned. He is very fast, so maybe he's using that speed along with maybe he, they're, they're teaching him some better you know, stolen base or leadoff techniques. I don't know. But well, yeah, it's, it's definitely good to see whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, today was clearly an exercise in stolen bases. I think we had 
six. Yeah, and then there were like four in a row where they got thrown out. But yeah, three, I think. So I, I think it was six on nine attempts. 66% isn't terrible, but it's not the best. But I do like seeing that we're being aggressive. And it's probably just because it's spring and we had the lead. But I think the like over-aggressiveness is just they were trying something. Whatever mm. they were trying, we don't really know whether it was just go out there and just run until they throw you out i don't know but yeah it's whatever it is it's it's fun it's it makes it a little bit more exciting so i'm i'm all for it yeah i think even joey bart stole a bag and and seeing a catcher steal is always fun love to see it he drew a walk today which is i that's exciting good news for him yeah i think he struck out though too yeah Okay, so it's been a bit since we last met. I, I just wanted to say I had, I think, one take the entire episode, and it was that the Giants would not beat Team USA. <laughs> um, and what really upsets me is it was more so how I, I phrased the whole thing. So it was that they couldn't beat them at, because it would look bad, right? It's not a yeah. good look for civilian team to go out there and beat these all-stars. Yeah. So for that reason, I said we, we couldn't do it. But the way I said it really made it sound like, and I was, that we couldn't do it. It's like, even if we could do it, we wouldn't do it. So uh, I was very happily humbled. Sure. Uh, yeah. It's always exciting to see your team be the best of what this country has to offer. So I was excited. It's been, I mean, a week since then, but uh, it was excited. Yeah. I'm still excited about it. We talked a bit in that episode about how, as spring training goes on, we're getting a little more and more excited for what's to come, even after kind of a disappointing offseason. So, yeah, it, the later you get in spring, the more it resembles a regular season game. You know, guys are staying in there longer. It's just more reason to be excited. Yeah, exactly. So today I was thinking that we could talk about something uh, it has been on my mind all of spring so far, and that's our rotation. Okay. I know sure. uh, where we think that's where we're going to land with that. Who's going to make the rotation who might hang out in the bullpen for a bit. First, before we get into that, I think we should probably discuss some news. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Slater got a hamstring injury. Yeah. So that's a huge bummer. You know, the last time we spoke, he wasn't playing because of an elbow issue. And then he got in an, a game at designated hitter, which was a good step. And then he got in the game in the outfield. And then now he's sidelined with a hamstring injury. Just with the two things combined and his lack of playing time in spring, it would be a stretch, I think, for him to be ready for opening day. As we talked about last time, though, with a different injury, I think Bryce Johnson, who we already talked about and, and his speed, seems to be the obvious candidate to, to replace Slater if Slater has to miss any time. Great center fielder. Tons of speed, you know, obviously wreaks havoc on the base paths. And then in his minor league careers, hit lefties pretty well, which Austin Slater obviously is good at as well. So they can platoon Johnson in center with Yastrzemski uh, so long as they can find a 40-man roster spot for him. Yeah, I would like to see Slater healthy, obviously, by the beginning of the season. He's one of my favorites out there. Yeah, agreed. So a little bit of oblique tightness with Mitch Haniger. Yeah, so I think they're being extra cautious you know, the reporting is that it's a grade one oblique strain, which is the mildest form of strain. It's still, I think, a little bit concerning because the knock on Hanniger coming in was that he's been injury prone for the last few years and he's dealt with oblique injuries in the past. 
and they have a tendency to linger. It's one of those things where you hurt your oblique, you think you're feeling good, and one swing, it can set you back. So it's it's a little bit concerning. I think they're still being cautious with them. Steven Piscotti seems to be an obvious candidate to make the roster in place of Hanniger if Hanniger isn't ready for opening day. But then Steven Piscotti is also dealing with his own oblique tightness. So that is complicating things as well. I heard that Piscotti was being mentioned as a replacement for Slater, but Piscotti doesn't play center field, so I don't think that was the case. But I, he can play a corner pretty well, so he's an, an obvious candidate there. But then they would need two 40-man spots if they need both Piscotti and Bryce Johnson because neither of them are on the 40-man. Those spots are limited, so it could be a little complicated, but we'll, we'll see what they do. It also might be why Lamont Wade Jr. has been in the outfield a little bit extra this spring. And, you know, we, we were told that he was going to be the starting first baseman. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I think we had Flores at first today. I think yes. I recall. So the oblique injuries, those ones always, they're so weird to me. And maybe I just don't have obliques. but <laughs> I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, every time I hear like, oh, oblique strain, I'm like, what is that? Definitely stinks. But we did get VR back in the lineup. Yeah, he missed some time with hip tightness. It's going to be kind of a theme. I think they were just being cautious, but he got back at the lineup today. So I think he got an RBI. I think you're right. So that's a great sign. You know, as long as he's back and getting in reps, you know, with 13 days left before opening day, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah. And I think the one that I don't know if I'm so nervous about it, but I think it saddens me the most is Crawford right now. Yeah, Brandon Crawford's dealing with a knee issue. We don't know the extent of it. At least kind of what I'm hearing and reading is that it's similar to what he dealt with last season, which kind of put him on the injured list for a little bit and then had him playing at less than his 100% self, which is understandable. Hopefully it's healed up. You know, if it's not, someone else we talked about on our last episode was Brett Wisely and you know, I think he'll be just a, a, a pretty good fit if Crawford has to miss time. Obviously, we don't want Crawford to miss time. He's one of our favorites. But uh, Wisely's been playing pretty well. He's been playing short. He's been playing second. He's been playing center field. Uh, he also hits left-handed. You know, I think he's a pretty good fit to to fill in. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to think that we're probably just being overly cautious here. And, and with a guy like Crawford, right, he probably doesn't require the entire – yeah, spring to get back into it. Plus, I know he lives right there. He's probably at the facility more than we know getting ready. I think, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea, but I, I like to think that we're just being being super cautious there. Yeah. What do you make of of Blake? Blake yeah. Sable. Blake Sable. So not a lot of catchers though. This is an interesting one. You know, Blake Sable is a Rule Five pick which means he has to be on the 26-man roster all season or they have to give him back to the Pirates. Though I think it was like a weird Rule 5 draft in that they traded traded for him from the Reds, but it was the Pirates Rule 5. I don't know. It yeah, was, as if Rule 5 wasn't weird enough. It wasn't weird enough, yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the interesting things here is that I, I really do think the Giants have wanted – a third catcher on the roster third catcher kind of being in quotation marks a little bit because, you know, they traded for Ford Proctor last year who 
is kind of a utility man, but also has some time behind the plate. You know, they they got Brett Auerbach a couple of seasons ago. He's in the minor league system, and he's kind of the same, where he plays all over the diamond, including behind the plate. I think, you know, because the Giants like to mix and match and pinch hit and bring guys in for better matchups, but they haven't really been able to do that with the catcher position because as soon as they do that, then you don't have a catcher like in an emergency situation or you, you know, end up with like Pedro Feliz behind the plate or something like that, which is less than ideal. So I think if they have somebody on the roster that is kind of a catcher or that is improving as a catcher and the word is that Sable is improving as a catcher as the spring training goes on, that maybe they will be a little bit more comfortable. Joey Bart starts the game and then they pinch hit with Sable and then they still have, you know, Austin wins on the bench in case something happens to Sable or something like that. I think they really want that third catcher so that they can do mix mixing and matching with every position. Like they pretty much already do the bat looks ready. I think the question is his glove. And then, you know, just the, the extra complications of being a rule of five pick and that if they, you know, weren't to keep him on the 26 man roster, they have to offer him back. Yeah. So, you know, I've been a big, I'm a big Joey Bart fan. I just hope that, so how many catchers did we invite to spring? There's like 10 of them. There, Maybe there not are, 10, but there's a there lot. There are four that I think have a legitimate shot at the major league roster. And I just hope it doesn't like mess with his head. Because I think this is, we thought last season was going to be his his time to really break out. Maybe fell a little short. So this season is the one I'm calling. This is his breakout. I mean, I hope so. Because I'm with you. I'm, I'm. You know, I'm a Joey Bart fan. I'm hoping he puts it together. I don't know if you saw this, but there was um, like a stat cast metric that came out not too long ago that rated blocking. And he kind of graded pretty poorly with that, which is was a little surprising to me. You know, his calling card was really good defensive catcher, defensive huge power, you know, maybe some swing and miss. But, you know, if you're a good defensive catcher, your floor is really high. Right. You know, that's a very valuable position. If you're good behind the plate, you're going to be a pretty valuable player, even if you can hit a little bit. So I'm a little concerned that the some defensive metrics don't like him. You know, I think take that with a grain of salt because defensive metrics can disagree even for the same player, you know, from one metric to another. And maybe it was just an off time. Maybe it was an off year. Maybe he was dealing with something that made it harder to block certain pitches in the dirt or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, it was just something to to keep an eye on. Yeah. Again, it's this is, I, I'm on a call it on this episode. It's his, it's his season this year. All right. Yeah. Like um, Alex Cobb, you got another start. Yeah. So in his last start, he got hit in the knee by a, knee. like yeah. a, a comebacker and it was a, kind of scary he you know folded over and it looked pretty bad you know as we saw it live after the game they were like wasn't as bad as we thought and then he just went and made his next start i think it was yesterday so mm-hmm. that's a great that's a great sign the giants have good starting pitcher depth but he seems to be probably their at least going into the season their second best starter so that would have been a bummer to lose him, but luckily we we seem to have avoided any anything that would that would have him out long term. 
Yeah. Hey, did you just say uh, pitcher depth? <laughs> I sure did. Because that brings me to my next topic. Let's talk about um, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. So the Giants have done a really nice job, right? Uh, building uh, roster depth this year, right? We've got. It seems like we have quite a bit of starting pitchers. Yeah. Um, which kind of leaves us in a little bit of a predicament. Yeah, it, it certainly could. So you know, the Giants have you know, depending on how you view Sam Long, Sean Jelly, and and not even counting Kyle Harrison, who might be ready to to start as soon as, I don't know, May or something like that. You know, they have seven to eight pitchers kind of capable of being in a starting rotation. So we've got Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, Ross Stripling, Sean Manaya, Anthony DiScofani, and then you know, maybe a little bit down the, the the ranks a little bit, Jacob Junis, Sam Long, and Sean Jelly. That's pretty good depth for, you know, either starting pitchers or, you know, maybe long relief, again, depending on how they view Junis, Long, and, and Jelly. But I think it's possible that they do something a little bit untraditional, at least to start the season. Hmm. So I'm thinking that they do like a piggyback rotation. So they're going to start the season with Logan Webb as the opening day starter. We announced that too, I think. Yeah, a couple of days ago, you're, you're right. And then it's probably going to be Alex Cobb on game two, but there's a, a built-in rain delay day after game one. So it's game one, day off, game two, weather permitting, of course. And then after that, I think they kind of start to piggyback some of their starting pitchers. So... You know, maybe Sean Manaya starts the game and then Anthony DiScafani comes in after four innings. Um, you know, maybe they do the same with Ross Stripling and then Sean Jelly and then Alex Wood and Jacob Junis. It would kind of allow them to limit the pitchers as they're ramping up, limit their pitch count while also continuing to stretch them out. And then also could save like the, you know, the one inning relief guys for another day and keep them fresh in addition to that. So I'm, I'm thinking that they might do something like that, but what do you think about that? Yeah, definitely interesting. And it, I would not put that past cap, right? Like that does sound like something that the giants would do. You know, I'm looking at this list that you just ran through and yeah. So Logan Webb, right. He's our star. And he probably are the only star in our rotation, but the rest of the guys, like no one's bad. Like it's, I see a list of some pretty good starters here. That's again, I'll use the word exciting, right? Yeah. I know I'm excited to see Sean Manaya. Uh, I don't think he had the best season last year. I think he's yeah. way better than that. Agreed. I also, yeah, I think um, I heard he, uh, right. He played with the A's, right? So he is, very familiar with the Bay area loves it up there. Yeah. And I, I heard someone say that coming to San Francisco is like a dream come true for him. So, yeah. And his, his velocity seems to be up at least from where it was last year. So that's, you know, it, it's early. We still, we've got a long season ahead of us, but that's at least a good sign that he's got some velocity. Beautiful head of hair. Ah, love it. <laughs> yeah. And Tony Disco threw really well today, by he's the way. Great. Like, Five Ks. Yeah. All of his starts in spring training have gone well, and he's 
kind of looked the part doing it, if that makes sense. You know, Mm -hmm. I think he really was hindered by that ankle injury last year that, you know, obviously he ended up having to have surgery on it. And, you know, he looks back to the guy that he was in 2021. And if you remember that, he was extremely good in 2021. He had like two starts against the Dodgers that went very poorly. But other than that, he was he was great. And if that's your like fifth or sixth starter, that's fantastic. You know, he's, yeah, he's- the idea of him coming out of the bullpen is weird to me and like hard for me to to get used to. But look, I get it. Right. There's only five spots. Right. And and. So if spring training is any indicator, it's actually been Anthony DiSclefani starting and then Manaya coming out of the bullpen. And I mm-hmm. actually think that's already happened twice this spring, which is another indicator that this could be coming. But, you know, we, we don't know. You know, maybe they're just maybe yeah, yeah. a problem the next time. Or, or maybe it's just because they that's how they know they'll get their bulk innings of work that they need. You know, and then looking at just the first time through the rotation from last year, you know, Webb only threw 85 pitches, but there were 156 total. Carlos mm-hmm. Rodon threw 89 out of 137 total. Disclafani only threw 74. So, like, you know, there's plenty of room for them to do this. And if two guys throw 70 pitches you know, kind of back to back again, if they do Manaya and Discofani or something like that, that basically covers the whole game. So as long as they're, they're out there throwing well, you know, then, it, then again, like, like I said earlier, could save those later inning guys for a, another game and just keep them fresh. Yeah. This, the, the piggyback idea certainly is interesting. I think it'll, it'll end up sorting itself out. Somebody's bound to get hurt, unfortunately, be ineffective. Uh, yeah, that, I mean that's just pro sports, right? It's not, yeah. it's not if, it's when. Unfortunately, it yeah. yeah. I think they're going to do some something creative. The the off days, how it's kind of scheduled in in those first in that first road trip because it's New York and Chicago, so they have weather days basically built in on both of those. So they might do something even weirder that I can't even think of. And, you know, I can't galaxy brain it enough, but you know, they're, you know, they've got six starters from five spots. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't shock me at all if they do something like that. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Yeah. The other thing that it does give them the ability to do is if they think they're going to get a bulk of innings covered by these six guys like right off the bat especially with those off days built in it does allow them to get a little bit creative with the roster and maybe they only carry 12 pitchers which allows them to carry 14 position players which then might have give them room for like Blake Sable or someone else like that so yeah I think you know we got the brain trust up there figuring it all out I'm sure they're doing something something fun and creative we'll just have to see how it all works out yeah. Uh, we need a countdown. How many days till, till the season opener? Do you know off the top of your head? I expect this of you. It is 12. 12? Yeah. Holy moly. It's close. Ah. Uh, it's a Thursday, March 30th. So 12 yeah. All right. Well, we'll squeeze in a couple more of these before then. Sounds good to me. That's it. That's all I had for us. Okay. Sounds good to me. Thanks everybody for listening. 
Make sure to visit us at thirdandking.shop. You can email us at thirdandkingshop at gmail.com. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Adios, pelota!